0: This is Spilling the Popcorn with MFLT. Today I have a special guest, Kelsey Park, and we will be talking about the movie La La Land. Alright, Kelsey, we will first be talking about the marketing and promotional campaigns of the movie La La Land. So people love love stories about Los Angeles. To start out the marketing campaign, they named the movie La La Land, which already brought attention to the movie and was a good marketing tactic right off the bat. Do you see movies because of the name? Like, I know that a lot of people went out because they were interested about what this movie was about. Could you name a movie that you're like, oh, that sounds cool?
1: Um, I mean, just speaking in terms of La La Land, I know that any movie that's very, like, a fantasy or seems, like, cute and sweet, like, draws a lot of people's attentions. Obviously, I feel like girls, like, the idea of, like, a La La Land, like, a dreamland, and then that's obviously going to get people to go watch it more and then they'll probably bring their boyfriends if it's a love story and and then like even older couples and kids probably want to go see it just because it seems very cute and just like a movie you'd want to see a la la land who doesn't want to live in a la la land
0: I agree and so that was a marketing tactic that they used right off the bat with the name and then I'll go into the other ones that they used. so first the posters that came out um I researched it and they designed the posters, a lot of them, to look like their record covers from the 1940s because the movie had a lot to do with jazz from the 40s. So I thought that was really cool. Goes with the aesthetic of the movie, that scene of Ryan Gosling playing his jazz albums, the records, and then playing the piano to them. So I thought it was cool that posters were a big thing. I feel like now technology is really what people use for marketing. So they used a lot of posters, which I think was an old school way to get people out to see a movie, which is cool. Um, And I know a lot of my friends bought the movie posters and put them in their dorms or in their room because they're really aesthetically pleasing. And I thought that was really cool for this movie. Did you ever buy movie posters? Like, look at them. I know that was like kind of big when we were younger.
1: I have bought movie posters or like album posters as gifts for people because I feel like in the past few years that's become a lot more popular. So for a lot of land to use that as a movie like promotional was like very smart and also the i remember like some of them were very colorful and with emma stone's like yellow dress and the cool blue sky in the background like really made everything pop and kind of drew everyone's attentions and if they liked to look at that picture that would probably make them want to see like the whole movie and like what all it had to offer as a film and everything like that
0: i agree and i have another question about posters because i'm kind of curious about it Does seeing a poster make you want to see a movie? I don't know if that's like a big marketing technique that people use anymore. But I know if I see something that's like aesthetically pleasing, I'll be like, oh, I kind of want to look into that. Does that work with you too?
1: Yeah, I feel like seeing a snapshot of something, it's like, okay, you want to see more. That's why I feel with like videos in general, the like clip that they put as like the header or like the first thing you see is always gonna be like the clickbait and whatnot and so I feel like a poster in that sense is what they could do for the movie to be kind of like clickbait but just for you to go then to a movie theater and actually buy a ticket and go watch the movie
0: Oh, I totally agree. And then we're kind of going off of the um, video part. So the next thing that they released were the teasers for the trailers of the movie. So I remember the first one I saw was the Ryan Gosling one. That was the first one I saw it on Twitter. And it was him singing like it was just a clip of the movie. And then you read in the comments, they're like Ryan Gosling is singing in the movie. And everyone was really taken aback by it. So I thought that was a cool thing that, that they just dropped automatically Ryan Gosling singing in a musical, which is kind of shocking. Um, I saw it on Twitter. Do you get a lot of things from social media, like marketing-wise or just anything, like you get your news from different social medias?
1: Yeah, I saw a couple things on social media and even in, like, group messages with friends. Like, when that came out, a lot of my friends are very into film and movies, and they were, like, sending the trailers and videos and everyone was kind of shocked and wanted to like find out more why Ryan Gosling was singing in this movie where like was it actually him or was someone singing for him and then personally when I found that it was actually him singing it made me want to see it more where I know like some people were like oh is he even going to be good we don't know but I was like if he's just a normal actor and he's going to be singing in a movie like I'm a lot more interested to see what it's going to be like and see what his singing is like so there was a lot going around and a lot of talk I know that amongst like my friends and sending more videos and information we had on it so yeah
0: I agree and I'm just going to go right off of that I know I've talked about this in my other podcast before but a marketing technique that I found um, as a theme was that movie producers and like casting directors use the actors as marketing campaigns so if you see a poster with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone two of the biggest actors right now I obviously wanted to see the movie. Was that a technique that works for you when you're like, oh, Ryan Gosling is in a movie, I'm definitely going to see that one?
1: Yeah, there are some times where I become like a super big fan of a specific actor or actress, and I'll just Google search whatever movies they're in and watch the movies just because of them. And most of the time, the movies end up being really good anyways. But, I mean everyone loves Ryan Gosling I know girls like fangirl over him all the time and then Emma Stone is just amazing so having both of them as the stars in a movie it was like why wouldn't you want to go see it and especially since it was a musical too so something different but having such great actors to support that kind of movie I feel like gave it more of people more of an incentive to go see it because there's, like, so much, like, mystery to it. But, like, you knew it was going to be, like, somewhat good at least. I mean, I thought it was a good movie. I know some people were, like, one way or the other, but I think they really couldn't have gone that wrong because they already had great actors and actresses and the storyline was really good. So, yeah, that was really good.
0: I agree. And just going um back to what we said about sharing with your friends, I think that's a big... um thing that people use for marketing techniques. The online and social part of marketing is huge right now. And I know La La Land has its own website. A lot of movies like set up a website so you could buy tickets to your local theater. So they did that. Um, but I know that they were really big on links Like, you share the trailer, which I think was interesting. Like, I don't really know a lot of movies that, like, set up their own accounts. You could share the link to the trailers, different things that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone have tweeted about it. So it's all in one place, which I thought was really cool because I definitely sent it to my friends who are big fans. Um, The next thing I want to talk about is uh, the album that came out for the musical. Mm -hmm. So I know that musicals do very well in the Oscars and in the box office because people want the album and they learn the songs and then they see the movie, they sing along with the people. So the album as a whole was a really good marketing technique. They dropped the album before the movie came out to learn the songs to the movie. And then everyone, I know all my friends and I love all the songs. I have a record of the album, so I thought that was a cool thing that they did. Did you like the album?
1: I did like the album. but My friends all listened to the music beforehand because, again, we were like, it's actually Ryan Gosling singing it's actually Emma Stone singing and all the music was good and not only like was their personal singing good but all the instrumental parts of it were like very unique because it was some of the jazz like not what we listen to today but it was still like kind of like drew more people in and got them interested and I feel like even if people didn't listen to jazz before or maybe didn't like it that much like it still kind of hooked them because all the songs were very catchy and then you could kind of tell from like some of the lyrics that like okay like this is an important part of the movie this is gonna be an important part and it kind of kept you guessing because then like if the song is built into the plot then you know it like would give clues and hints as to like okay something's going on but then you had to go see the movie to actually find out what the song like was actually meant to mean in the movie and like what it meant to the actors and actresses and how it continued the movie on and like how it developed the plot even
0: more those are really good points I agree um I know that my friends and I were like super curious like oh why why is this in this song like oh do they break up in the end like what is happening kind of things that definitely made us go on to see it And the last marketing technique that I found was just they had a lot of B-roll shots of Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling dancing on on E! News. Even on our news station, they're like, what is this movie? Like, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are waltzing in the street. Like, that's pretty unique as a movie. And I know there's a lot of Oscar buzz right when it came out. So I think that was a cool marketing technique to just, like, put in B-roll to the news and, like, them, like, practicing the choreography and the singing. So I thought that was cool um and as a whole to just sum up the marketing campaign I found a lot of articles saying that it was just all around charming which I haven't like really found that of any other movie but I do agree that was it was a charming marketing campaign just like from like the posters aesthetically pleasing the trailers were aesthetically pleasing like two of the most beloved actors were very charming do you agree that charming was a good word
1: yeah I think charming is good because just the way they pictured and they captured and they like sent out videos or clips of the movie before releasing it like obviously captured people's attention and then the whole idea of the movie and like people looked up like what's this about la la land like kind of like the american dream like going and following what you want to do like that's even more charming because it's like everyone just wants to like reach their goals and follow their dreams and that's exactly what these two characters were doing in the movie so then that whole like what the movie was based off of was charming in itself so after you kind of got hooked on all the different marketing campaigns that they did and like saw the posters or saw trailers then like you were even more charmed by like the actual storyline and then obviously you're going to want to go see it if you're charmed by it because that's just how it works
0: (laughs) exactly and then I'm gonna hop right into the movie. Okay. (laughs) So, favorite part of the movie? This is our, like, fun little part of the podcast. Do you have a favorite part of the movie? Favorite
1: part? Um, I mean, I really liked when they were dancing in the streets, obviously, because I feel like that was just one of, like, the bigger scenes, like them singing and dancing and like it was impressive because the tap dancing. The tap dancing and how they were like running around and they're your typical actors and actresses, they didn't have that much like singing and dancing experience before the movie, but you could tell they put in a lot of work and effort and really wanted to fit into their roles and like become their characters and do whatever they had to do to make a really cool music and dance scene. Um, but I also really liked Emma Stone's song where she was auditioning because I mean I just thought she was a really good singer for like she was amazing just being like an actress and I know like most actors and actresses have to go through dance and singing lessons like at some point in their career because that's just part of the job but then like they didn't really focus on that because they just wanted to act but then her like going back and Re, like probably taking more voice lessons and seeing I just thought that was a really cool part and kind of a turning point in the movie, too, because that was, like, her big step to following her dreams. And then, like, this isn't necessarily my favorite part, but going back to how they, like, had, took voice lessons and had to learn to dance at some point and how Ryan Gosling, I read somewhere, was, like, he learned the piano for the movie. He, yes. like, sat down. So him... Like, I don't know if in every scene, but in a lot of the scenes, him playing is actually him playing, which is also very impressive because you could tell how dedicated they were to, like, perfecting this movie and knew that it was going to be such a big deal that they wanted to really get into character for it.
0: Oh, definitely. And I'll go back to the dancing scene in the streets. Mm -hmm. I read that. Um, That was just one take. The director just wanted to do it in one take. There was no editing for it, so they yeah, had to get the. I remember, right? Yeah. About that. So they had to get it perfectly in one take. So that was amazing. Like just two actors, not dancers or singers. Because
1: you can tell with the film, they like really just stuck with it the whole time. Like they were just flowing through the whole thing. There wasn't like it wasn't chopped up at all they like had to do the whole song and the whole dance all at once
0: which is really hard and I definitely do think that the director Damien Chazelle was is one of the best glad he won the Oscar I think it was amazing Mm -hmm. what he did how he transformed the movie um and I know he was a really big part he's a quiet guy but he was he was a big part of like just getting the movie out there for the fans so I thought that was cool um my favorite part Um, I kind of liked how they just opened with the musical number because I'm really big on musicals. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool. Them like stopping the traffic in Los Angeles and just dancing on the cars, which was just, it was kind of shocking for people who didn't know what they were getting into. And I know a lot of my friends are like, what, what are we watching? I want to see Ryan Gosling act. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's definitely musical. So I thought that was really cool. Um, just, and the colors of the movie were so pretty Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate that. So I thought that was very cool. So, the most controversial part of the movie is the ending. (laughs) Yes. So, personally, I thought the ending, I liked the ending. I loved the movie, and she had to follow her dreams, Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really cool, and people said, can't you follow your dreams with each other? And I do, that is a valid point, and I do agree that he kind of got the short end of the stick in a way, but he did make his club.
1: Yeah.
0: My friends are arguing that they could have probably done both together, do you agree with that, or what do you think about the ending?
1: I mean, at first I was, like, shocked at the end because, I mean, Damien wanted to make a more realistic movie, I mean, more realistic ending, because everyone always is like, oh, happy endings, like, they're all together, exactly. but then it's like, in life, does that really always happen? We don't know. Depends. And so I think it was kind of cool that he went away from what Hollywood always focuses on. and it was like a real life storyline like this happens and sometimes you end up together and sometimes you don't what i thought was really cool too was how when she did see him then she like flashed back and like walked through like what it could have been life had they life been like had they ended up together but i mean i feel like there's always going to be like The people in your life that lead you to where you are but that doesn't always mean they're gonna be with you there in the end but i feel like they both helped each other reach their dreams and like you need that person in your life but that doesn't mean you're gonna fall in love and be with them forever but like like he encouraged her to follow her dreams and like go audition and he she like encouraged him to open up his little restaurant with the jazz music and they both got what they wanted And, like, obviously it was kind of sad that, like, oh, too bad they couldn't have ended up together because she did end up going back and then went to his jazz club and he was there and they saw each other, but she was married and had kids with someone else. And it's, like, sad because we, as the hopeless romantics people that we are, always, like, no, they should have been together. But, I mean, she went and followed her dream and was happy, and if she really wanted to be with him, like, I think they could have worked it out kind of thing, just because, like, that's how life is, but then... Maybe they just decided, like, they got each other where they could in life, and then they had to go their separate ways to still be happy. And, like, in the end, she married someone else, and so obviously she was in love with that guy, or else she wouldn't have married him. And then, I mean, I'm sure Sebastian is just living life with his jazz club. So it is kind of sad on one hand, but, like, realistically, like, that's just how it goes. And I always think that, like, everything happens for a reason, and I feel like that movie kind of portrayed that more so than others because it's like there's this good and the bad to everything that happens. And, like, they met for the reason of encouraging each other to follow their dreams and become successful. They didn't meet to be together for the rest of their lives. So I feel like it took me a little while after the movie to, like, understand that because I was like, what? No, because they're so cute and, like, to end up together. But I was like, it makes sense. I feel like I would have been even more i'm not confused but like if they did end up together i would have been like why can't i find something like that kind of thing instead but like because they didn't i was like okay like yeah that's how
0: life is exactly he definitely did like uh he showed reality in the Walla land Mm -hmm. which i know that he said that before is what he exactly wanted to do which is very cool all right this kind of wraps up our podcast do you have anything else to say kelsey park
1: I don't think I do. That's about it. Big fan of Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. They did a great job. Very impressed with their singing. I feel like even if I had voice lessons, I could not no. achieve what they did. So, yeah. I really liked it, though. I don't know. I'm not one like who's super big on musicals, and I didn't know what to expect when I went in to see it. But, like, I loved it. So, Great movie.
0: Great movie, great marketing campaign. Got everyone out to see it. All right, guys. This is the end of this episode. I'll see you guys in the next one.